welcome to the Empower Church podcast. My name is Matt Garner, and I'm the pastor at Empower Church here in Melbourne, Australia. We're so glad you've joined us today, and I am believing that today's message is not only going to inspire you and encourage you, but it's going to empower, equip, and challenge you to be everything that God has called you to be. Hey, if you want more information about what we're up to at Empower Church, just jump on our website, empowerchurch.co, and all the details are there. We really hope that you enjoy the message. Well, hello, everyone. It's so good to be able to gather together around the Word of God today. And Happy New Year to all of you. I haven't been on in 2022. Pastor Matt Garner shared a couple of great messages around vision. I pray that you are blessed by that. But a very happy 2022 to you and your family. My prayer is that this would be a year that is blessed and fruitful in Jesus' name, that we would continue to grow in our personal relationship with Jesus, that we would grow in our relationships with each other, and we would continue continue to grow in purpose and destiny. And on a more practical note, I'm also believing that this year would be a year where kids are able to attend school every single day of the school calendar all the way through the year. No more remote learning, no more homeschooling. I know all the other parents, I could hear it. A loud, hearty amen, amen to that as well. Malia, our eldest, was in prep last year. She's going into grade one this year. And I'm believing that she will have a year full of in-person school attendance in Jesus' name. But one thing I have learned, having been through homeschool last year, and my wife Sarah did an amazing job with that, is a term that I wasn't familiar with before, and that term is whole body listening. It was one of the things that the prep teachers would talk about on their Zoom meetings, their Google Classroom meetings, and it was about using your whole body to listen, making sure your hands were still, you weren't fidgeting, making sure your eyes were looking at the teacher or looking at the screen, your ears were focused and tuned in on what was going on a term that was probably thrown out quite a bit because as you can imagine, trying to keep preps focused on a screen, I felt sorry for the teachers, to be honest. You know, one kid's playing with their Google Classroom Zoom background and it's becoming a sun or a space rocket or whatever else. Another kid is, you know, climbing upside down on their chair. Someone else is fidgeting with their toys or trying to yell out a question or make a comment about the TV show that they watched that, that morning. I felt sorry for the prep teachers, but they did try hard and particularly use the tool of whole body listening. And while I absolutely think that that's a good way of trying to get the preps engaged on a, on a Zoom Google Meet class, it probably is only one part of listening. When it comes to listening, I think it's not just a physical thing, right? Because we can look like we're listening, but be completely disengaged in our spirit and in our hearts. When it comes to listening, it actually requires all of us, spirit, soul, and body. And I want to spend some time today talking around listening because as we begin this new year, my prayer for me personally, and I pray that you would join me in this prayer, is that we would be better listeners this year than we were last year. And I think particularly in the times that we're living in, where there's so much going on, so much uncertainty, we need to be better listeners now than ever before. Listening is such an important part of our personal journey with the Lord. And my prayer is that we would grow in our listening in 2022, because let's be honest, if we're going to make a difference in this world, we need to be good listeners, don't we? Because every great move of God, every great revival of history past started with someone 
who was a good listener, who listened to what God had to say to them. This is Isaiah 43, verse 19 in the Amplified. It says, listen carefully. I'm about to do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even put a road in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. You see, the the thing that leads into God's new thing breaking out is that we need to listen carefully. Listen carefully, I'm about to do a new thing. If we don't listen carefully, we will miss the new thing that God is doing. And so that's why if you're taking notes, the title of my message today is Listen Carefully. I wanna talk about what it means to be a good listener. I haven't titled that message because I'm insistent that you pay good attention to the message that I'm preaching, although I pray that you do and I pray that it encourages and blesses you. But I wanna actually talk about what it means to listen carefully. Because that phrase, listen carefully from Isaiah 43, verse 19, is also used in a number of other places all throughout scripture. And it's a key part or a leading to many significant moments in the Bible. And if you look just even in the gospels, right, when the angel Gabriel arrives and tells Mary that she will give birth to a boy by the Holy Spirit and that she shall name him Jesus, the angel Gabriel says, listen carefully. When Jesus sends his disciples out as ministers, as sheep among wolves, he says, listen carefully. When Jesus tells his disciples that they're going to Jerusalem right at the end of his time on earth and that Jesus is going to have to die and be crucified, he tells his disciples, listen carefully. And again, when he's speaking to his disciples and asking them to wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit, he says, listen carefully in Luke 24, 49. Jesus in so many spaces and so many different passages emphasizes the importance of listening carefully. And so my prayer as we step into this new year is that we would be people who also grow in our listening, not only to each other, but also in our listening in our relationship with God. Of course, it's important that we're good listeners to our spouse, we're good listeners to our friends and our family. That's part of living a life that is Christ-like because he was a good listener to those around him. But beyond our human relationships, my prayer is that we would grow in our ability to listen to God, to listen to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us. And I wonder, just stop for a moment, would you count yourself as a good listener, as a careful listener? I'm not sure if you're watching this or listening to this with someone else in the room, your spouse or friend, whoever it might be, maybe just pause it and turn to them and ask them for a moment whether they think that you're a good listener. Or I don't know, maybe I don't want to start any arguments. Perhaps don't do that. But I wonder if you would count yourself as a good listener. When do you find it hard to listen? Does it take much for you to disengage? Is any little thing moving or or any little thing on the table a distraction for you? Are you able to focus and listen in despite what's going on around you? Have you ever deliberately thought about improving your listening? Have you ever thought about what it means to become a better listener before? My prayer is that in 2022, regardless of how much you've thought about listening in the past, that we would give ourselves to growing in our ability to listen to the voice of God. And what I want to do is look at a passage from Exodus 14, where Moses listens to God. And this was during a significant transition in the journey of the nation of Israel. And I want to look at this passage and see if we can draw some things out of that that might help us in growing in listening in our own lives. And so just to set some context before we jump into Exodus chapter 14, you know, God sends through Moses the 10 plagues on 
Egypt, and finally Pharaoh lets the Israelites leave. Many of you would be very familiar with this passage of scripture. Then shortly after leaving, Pharaoh you know, has second thoughts, and he then summons all of his chariots and his army, and he heads off in pursuit of the Israelites who have just left Egypt. The Israelites look up, they see the Egyptians coming, and they become very afraid, and they start complaining to Moses, saying things like, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? For what have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. You know, they start complaining. They're very afraid. And Moses then turns to the people and says, don't be afraid. God will fight for you. You must just hold your peace, it says in the New King James Version. And I don't know about you, but, you know, I wonder if that's a word for some of us today, that in the midst of the battle, in the midst of everything going on, we need to hold our peace and trust that the Lord will fight for us. Hold your peace in the midst of that storm, in the midst of that challenge, in the midst of that trial. Hold your peace. Stay in that place of peace with the Lord and let him fight the battle for you in Jesus' name. Well, there's a little tangent, but that is the the context of, of Exodus 14. The Egyptians are chasing the Israelites who have just left Egypt. And we'll pick it up here where the Lord speaks and Moses listens. Exodus 14 verses 15 to 18. The Lord said to Moses, why do you keep calling out to me for help? Tell the Israelites to move forward. Maybe there's a word, two words, move forward. It's not time to stay stagnant. It's not time to stay still. It's time to continue to move forward in our relationship with the Lord, in our calling and our purpose. Verse 16, then hold your walking stick over the sea, says the Lord. The water will open up and make a road where they can walk through on dry ground. I will make the Egyptians so stubborn that they will go after you. Then I will be praised because of what happens to the king and his chariots and cavalry. The Egyptians will know for sure that I am the Lord. There's so much in this, but as I'm sure you're aware, right, this is what the Lord says to Moses. Moses listens to what the Lord says, but Moses doesn't just listen. He then obeys. He absolutely raises his walking stick or his staff, as it says in other translations. The Lord parts the Red Sea. The Israelites cross over to the other side, and then the Egyptians get washed away as the sea comes back together again. And so if we just look at verse 15, just zoom in there for a moment. Exodus 14, verse 15, the Lord said to Moses, why do you keep calling out to me for help? Tell the Israelites to move forward. You see, the first thing Moses does here is he obviously calls out to God for help. And that's my first point when it comes to being people who are growing and listening and listening carefully is that we would seek help. Because when it comes to listening, our motivation is really, really important. And a key part of being a good listener is listening for the right reasons. Luke 18, sorry, Luke 8, 18 in the Amplified, it says, so be careful how you listen for whoever has a teachable heart to him, more understanding will be given. And to whoever does not have a longing for truth, even what he thinks he has will be taken away from him. You see a teachable heart. Uh, I see this as someone who recognizes that you know what? I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I don't know what to do here. I can't do this in my own strength. And Lord, I need your help. I need wisdom from above. I need heavenly wisdom. And just like Moses, he must have had that teachable heart where things were difficult. The Egyptians were chasing the Israelites. The Israelites were afraid. And Moses had called out to God for help, saying, I don't know what to do here. I'm not sure how to navigate this situation. 
Lord, I need your help. I'm listening because I need your help. It's that teachable heart, that motivation behind Moses coming to God and listening. And when it comes to listening to God in our own lives, in our own prayer lives, why do you listen? Why do you go to God and listen for him to speak? Is it because, I'm not sure, maybe you've come up with your own plan, you've come up with your your own ideas, and then you take it to God trying to get his tick of approval in the hope that he'll agree with you and bless what you've decided to do. I know I've certainly done that in the past as well. We, We have, you know, set in our own minds, in our own sort of religious framework, the way something should play out. And we go to God and listen, hoping that he will just simply bless what it is that we've come up with in our own heads. But the the challenge with listening in that scenario is that our hearts and our minds are closed off to listening to anything else outside of the framework within which we want God to respond. Other times I wonder perhaps we we listen and we go to God to to hear something simply because we want to try and impress someone around us. We find ourselves in a situation where we feel like we want to say something impressive. We want to say something to maintain our reputation, to maintain the image that we're trying to curate and manage. And so we go to God to listen simply with a motivation that is wanting to please people, that is wanting to impress others or in this sense of competition and comparison. But realistically, when it comes to a pure heart and a a deeper motive for listening, if we're going to be people who grow in our listening and are good listeners this year and beyond, good listening is less self-focused and it's more about humility and surrender where we go to God and we say, just like Moses did, Lord, I need your help. I don't know what to do here. I don't know how to navigate this. I can't do in this in my own strength. Lord, I need your help. I'm listening. Please speak and show me the way forward. If we're going to be good listeners, that's how we need to position ourselves before the Lord, where we're seeking his guidance. We're seeking his help because we recognize that we don't know how to go forward. And when it comes to listening, I think not only is it about our motivation, but when we position ourselves before the Lord, we need to make sure that we stay silent, don't we? That we don't interrupt too quickly, that we don't chime in with our own thoughts or our own ideas, but that we stay silent. And that's my second point. If you're taking notes, we started with seek help. The motivation for our listing must be to genuinely seek the help of the Lord. And secondly, that we would be people who stay silent when we're listening. Exodus 14, we read this before, all right? The Lord says to Moses, why do you keep calling out to me for help? Tell the Israelites to move forward. And then the Lord goes on and provides a number of other instructions and details. Hold your walking stick over the sea. The water will open up. Make a road so that the Israelites can walk through on dry ground and that I will make the Egyptians so stubborn and that the Lord will be praised because of what happens to the Egyptian king and his chariots. The Egyptians will know for sure that I am the Lord. There's, there's quite a lot of detail here, quite a lot of different instructions that the Lord gives. And what I want to focus on is the fact that Moses stayed silent and listened to verse 16, 17, and 18. He stays silent. He listens to the whole plan. He listens to the complete strategy. He listens to all of the instructions. And I'm not sure about you, but I think if I was in Moses' shoes, I'm not sure that there would be a verse 16, 17, and 18. I think I would have struggled to move past the initial instruction of simply tell the Israelites 
to move forward. I probably would have been distracted by that or maybe I would have gotten off and run off and tried to do that straight away. I might have had a whole bunch of questions in my own mind around what that means and what that looks like. We're heading towards the Red Sea. Um, how we meant to you know, move forward past that? Am I meant to be gathering people who have skills in boat building and boat making? All of these questions and I probably would have perhaps not stayed silent and disengaged and struggled and missed the rest of the detail that the Lord was giving. And to be honest, I think we do this more often than we realize. I know I'm putting myself in this basket that we don't stay silent for long enough to hear all that God wants to say. I mean, if you put yourself in Moses' shoes, if he had moved on after the instruction that the Lord said, tell the Israelites to move forward. If you leave the rest of the instructions out, that that instruction doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? Marching towards the Red Sea with the Egyptians chasing you doesn't make a whole lot of sense unless you understand that God had a plan to part the waters so that the Israelites could move forward on dry land. And I think we're in the same position sometimes. As I said, I'm certainly preaching to myself today that we're too keen to move on. We're too keen to throw out all our questions, too keen to, you know, interrupt what God is saying just because we feel like we need additional clarity or we need additional understanding or we want to, you know, run off and obey straight away. And I wonder if you've ever done that before in your own life. Maybe the Holy Spirit is bringing certain circumstances to mind in the past where perhaps we just needed to stay silent a little bit longer, to hear a little bit more of what God wanted to say. Maybe he had a little bit more detail he wanted to give. Maybe he had a little bit more context he wanted to provide. But we got distracted. We moved on. We interrupted. And we weren't able to listen properly to everything that God wanted to share. And so we missed out on the detail. But when it comes to listening, it's so important that we take the time to stay silent. Otherwise, we can find ourselves in these places where we're confused or lost or frustrated because we've only heard the first little bit of what God had to say. We've only heard the first little bit of the strategy, the plan and the instruction. And so we find ourselves struggling with how to navigate things going forward because we haven't stayed silent and listened to what God wanted to say. James 1.19 in the Amplified, it says, understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters, let everyone be quick to hear, be a careful, thoughtful listener, slow to speak, a speaker of carefully chosen words and slow to anger, patient, reflective and forgiving. And my prayer is that indeed we would all be quick to hear and careful, thoughtful listeners, that we would stay silent, not just for the first couple of words and then run off and think we understand it. No, no, but we would take the time to listen to the whole sentence, to the whole paragraph, to the rest of the instruction that the Lord wants to speak. I think this is so important, particularly in the times that we're living in now, where there can be so much going on, so much perhaps that on the surface doesn't seem to make sense. And we're not sure how God is going to bring us through. It's important that we take time to stay silent and allow God to speak more than just perhaps that first word or two, but allow him to continue to speak until he shared what he wants to share with us. And so when we're listening to God in prayer, I want to encourage all of us If God is speaking something to you and you feel like you've got what you need or you feel like perhaps, you know, um, what what the Lord is saying is, is coming to an end, ask him in your prayer time. When you're asking for strategy or instruction or wisdom, ask the Lord, Lord, is there anything else you want to reveal to me around this? Is there any other detail you want to provide? Is there any other context that you want to give? Let's be people who don't move on too quickly, but stay in that place of silence where we're listening 
to what God wants to say beyond just the first word or two. Take the time to ask him, Lord, is there anything else you want to say to stay silent until we sense that God has finished speaking? And let's be honest, though, this isn't about sitting in that place until we have all of the answers to all of our questions, where we have a clear plan for the next 10, 15, 20 years, because I'm sure many of you would be aware of this. That's not how God asks. Staying silent is simply being in that place where we recognize that God has spoken what he wanted to speak for this moment. Not that we have answers to every single one of our questions. Otherwise, I would just be sitting and not doing a whole lot else for the rest of my life because I have so many questions and, and so many you know, things that I would like to know about the future and why and why things have played out the way they have. But that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about staying silent until you sense that God has finished speaking. Because the truth is, right, God continues typically to speak step by step. That's how God works. He doesn't reveal everything all at once. Sometimes I wish he would, but I know that in his wisdom and in the way that he cares and loves me, that he knows it's better that he didn't reveal it all at once, but he shows me and leads me step by step. And that's my last point, step by step. We had seek help that we would stay silent and that we would listen step by step. Exodus 14, right? The instruction from the Lord to Moses was what to do in terms of how to get across the Red Sea, to lift up his staff or his walking stick, the waters would part and the Israelites would cross over. The Lord didn't reveal what was to happen on the other side. He didn't reveal what the 40 years in the wilderness was going to look like. It was step by step. And as Moses listened, God spoke what was needed just for that next step. And that was enough for Moses. You know, I find that inspiring as well. Moses didn't insist that he needed more, that he needed more detail, that he needed the four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten steps after that one. No, he didn't need all of the answers to all of the other questions that he had. That was enough for Moses. He listened step by step because a good listener doesn't expect or demand more than what is required for the moment, doesn't demand, doesn't insist on more than what is necessary for the situation that is in front of them. But a good listener, a careful listener, trusts God to speak the next right step at the right time. We get what we need for this step and then we trust God to reveal what he needs to reveal when the moment is right. Proverbs 20, 24 in the New Living Translation, the Lord directs our steps. So why try to understand everything along the way? I love that promise. Isn't that great? The Lord directs our steps. So why try to understand everything along the way? I need to speak that over myself. Don't try and understand everything along the way. The Lord directs our lives step by step. It's interesting, isn't it? The Lord directs our steps, not our leaps, not our jumps, not our bounds. The Lord directs us step by step. And I don't know about you, but I think sometimes I haven't been a very good listener because I've insisted on hearing instruction, getting answers to questions that weren't for the moment that I was in. And so we sit for too long. We expect too much. We don't move on. And, and, and sometimes we can find ourselves in that place of anger and frustration and disappointment where we're annoyed with God because we're not getting the answers that we want. But in fact, the Lord has given us what we need for this moment, and he will reveal what we need for the future once we get to that place. And so if he's given us what we need for the next right step, my prayer is that we would be people who go and obey, that we don't stay sitting, insisting on more, insisting on greater clarity, insisting on, you know, step two, three, four, five, and six. God desires a relationship with us. He wants us to be in that place of living, breathing, intimate relationship where we're continually speaking and listening and engaging in life with him. And I think that's why he leads us step by step. So that we're continuing, continually coming back to him, hearing what we need for this day, for this moment. And so, 
I wonder if you've been in that place before where you've been frustrated, perhaps disappointed because you feel like God is not speaking, but that's because you're asking for things that are step three, four, five, six, and all we need for the moment is the next right step. So let me put this out there. Do you have clarity on one thing that God is asking you to do right now? Do you have clarity on one thing for the situation that you find yourself in? One thing for the moment that is in front of you right now? And if you've got clarity on that, if you've listened and you've heard what God wanted to say about that, can I encourage you, go and do that. Don't sit any longer. Don't expect him to speak into step two, three, four, five, and six if you haven't taken step one. That we would be people who listen step by step because ultimately all of this listening, as I said at the very beginning, any great move of God, any great work of God started with listening, but listening doesn't mean very much if we don't then translate listening into obedience, does it? James 1.22, but don't just listen to God's word, you must do what it says, otherwise you are only fooling yourselves. And while absolutely my prayer is that we would be people who grow in listening because that has to be step number one. If we're not good listeners, we won't be good obeys because we won't be obeying what God has spoken to us because we haven't listened in the first place. See, Moses was not only a good listener when we read through that passage in Exodus 14, but he also obeyed what God asked him to do. He sought help from the Lord. He stayed silent long enough to hear the instruction, and then he walked it out step by step. He led the Israelites across the Red Sea, didn't he? And that was a really powerful moment of freedom, of deliverance, of salvation for the nation of Israel. And it's a great picture of what God does in our lives and is wanting to do in our lives. It represented this significant rebirth of the nation of Israel as they came out of 400 years of slavery and began establishing their own identity as a people. And that's my prayer for all of us that this year in 2022, that as we grow in our listening by getting our motives right in just seeking God for help in humility and in surrender saying, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't have the best solution here, but you do. So I'm asking you for help and I'm listening to you because I need you to speak, that we would seek help, that we would stay silent long enough for him to speak the details that he wants to speak. Don't move on too quickly. Ask him if there's anything else he wants to say, and that we would trust God step by step, that as we do those things, and as we grow in our obedience of walking out what God puts on our hearts, what we hear as we listen to the Spirit of God, as we obey, that we also, just like the Israelites had through Moses in Exodus 14, that this year we we would also have our own personal moments of significant freedom, deliverance, and salvation as we walk out this journey with the Lord, that we too would, just like Israel, had that moment of rebirth into their identity and their purpose and destiny, that we too would have fresh moments of encountering, fresh moments of stepping into greater levels of destiny and purpose. Perhaps you need a rebirth in parts of your life too, where you're stepping out of slavery and stepping into destiny. And that's my prayer, that as we grow in listening and then walk out out what he speaks step by step, that we would too be people who are rebirthed into purpose, into destiny, into power, into love, into truth in Jesus' mighty name. I pray that this was an encouragement to you. I pray that we would all grow in our listening this year. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for your faithfulness, for your obedience, for your willingness to grow in your relationship with Jesus. We love you. We're praying for you. And we're really looking forward to continuing to walk out 2022 as we listen to what God is saying and then walk it out step by step. There is great fruitfulness ahead, church. God bless you.